Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's your boy, your big brother, your crazy uncle, the man who ate the last piece of pizza. It's me, Omizi. I got something I want to talk about. Come holla at me. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It's your boy, your cousin, your big brother, Omizi. Yeah, you know we always do this thing live too. It's not just sitting down and recording, but we actually do minister live. This is one of our segments here, live ministry. Check it out. I want you to holler at me. Lean forward. Incline your ear. We got something for you. Lights out. That was it. 35 years old. 
No, no sickness, no nothing. And that thing kind of that thing rocked me because I grew up with this cat. This ain't somebody that you know, you know, remove, 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 remove. Yeah. This is somebody that I know. Somebody I talked to, laughed with. My mom had just talked to him maybe two hours before. And she was laughing with him. She was like, what are you doing, boy? And he was leaving. She's like, I gotta go home, I gotta go home. Yeah. And he just gone. The thing that that I think that I, that blessed me was his testimony. Every time he would he would say at my father's anniversaries. And um, me and my brother and sister would pick at him because he would say the same thing. He would say, my soul is anchored in the Lord. And that was that, he, he sung a lot of other songs other places, but he always sung that one song right there. And I would mess with him, and the last time he sung it, I recorded him, you know, but he was really nervous that my heart was supposed to sing. Well, other man could say what you always say, that's your testimony. And for real, that was his testimony. That his soul is angry, though, though, though stuff may happen, or issues might arise, everything might not go the way you want it to go. He said, but his soul was anchored in the Lord. He had a lot of different things that hurt. His dad died the same way he died. And when he was a young boy, different things happened throughout his life. He said, but my soul was always connected, anchored to God. But he would come down when I had nothing else left. Nothing else. He said, I would always look down there and see, okay, well, what did God say about the situation? What did God say about me? What did God, how did God, how did God tell me that reacted to it? And God always let him fall. So that thing is the reason why even though heart was broken, I can still say I give God praise. Because he was a young man who had that understanding that he had that understanding that had that testimony. It wasn't something fake. It wasn't something phony. It wasn't something just for church. I ain't gonna say it trying to talk about he was perfect or nothing like that. But he said his soul was anchored in the Lord. Amen. And I give God praise for that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. It's a blessing just to know the Lord. Remember the song? It's good to know Jesus. You know what I'm saying? He's the living of the valley. He's the bright of the morning star. It's good to know him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank y'all for allowing me to get that opportunity. I wouldn't be able to go for it. But I just want to bless God for allowing me to be here. And if you would, turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 7 through 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 7 through 15. Amen. Amen. Y'all pray with me while I go through this thing because uh, Paul had these had these work had this was stuttering when I was reading this. Like I ain't never read words before. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> Take the truth. And we don't really think Paul got a way to write. You know he's a lawyer and everything like that. But Paul had a way to put it. What is Paul talking about, man? Like, you know, so I had to go back and read this thing like a whole bunch of times this week. Okay. God say amen. amen. All right, verse 7. Therefore, as ye bound in everything, abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and all diligence in, all, in your love to us, see that ye abound in grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others. And to prove the sincerity of your love, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that he through his poverty might be, might be rich. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you who, gave, who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. See what I'm saying? <laughs> now therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased, and ye be burdened, but by equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, and that there may be equality. As it is written, he that had gathered much 
had nothing over, and he had, that had gathered little had no lack. Amen. 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 Now, in all of that, what do you think that's talking about? Anybody? Oh, so right. Don't cheat and look at the book. Helping one another. Helping one another. That's exactly what it is. Helping one another. Now, the, lesson, the title for the lesson is called Giving Justly. Amen. Now, um, this thing here, this fall talk to Church Corinth. Um, him and the Church Corinth had a, what's the best word to call it? Stress. Uh, relationship, they love each other, what happened, but he continued to come at them for different things that were going on. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's the that's best way I can put it. He let them know there was some stuff that's going on, something ain't right. Get it right. Uh, he, continued, he came back and said, all right, you need to get it right in the first book, we'll come back in the second book. And he said, get it right. In this particular, this particular scripture right here, he is telling them, okay, I'm getting at you for this, this, and this. Now I want you to grow in faith. Amen. In utterance, meaning in preaching the doctrine or ministering and teaching the doctrine. Amen. In knowledge, in understand, coming to an understanding. All I get to get an understanding. Right? And he said, in all diligence. That means walking that thing out. Y'all with me? Everybody with me? Okay. And he says, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. Now he said, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others to prove the sincerity of your love. When you prove something, what is that? I'm asking another question. When you prove something, what are you doing? Testing. You're testing something. You're actually doing something, correct? Now we talk about proving your love. How do you prove your love? Somebody tell me. Huh? How do you show your love? How you y'all y'all telling me? How do you show your love? And you say show it. What are some things that you do to show that you love somebody? Give money. Huh? Give money. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Give money. Help them. Okay. Say I heard my back. Show them your love, okay? What is that? I, and that's it. Show me your love and different things of that. In this term, I'll think. Different things you do for Okay, different things you do. Okay. Now, when the thing that, that happens is that we often say, "Show me, show me that you love me." I say that. Show me that. You, show me what you tell me. Show me that you love me. You tell me you love me. Show it to me. Prove it to me. Because what tends to happen in this world is that we throw that word love around. The, word, the world throws love around a lot. Like it's just a word. It's an ending to a phone call. I love you. Or it's a, the next stage of the relationship. Oh, I love you. Or it's just that sometimes people use it as just a catalyst to get some physical popping off. You know, so girl, I love you, girl. You know, stuff like that. But true, true love is not a word. Love is an action. Amen. And I always go when we talk about love. First thing I always do is go back to what God, to know what God says. God is love, right? Yes. And He says, "For God so loved the world that He He gave." What did He give? He didn't just give something, just anything. He didn't just give just a piece of something. He didn't just find something. Uh, I guess that's good enough. He gave His only. Everybody say only. Now, only is a word that means I got nothing else like it. Amen. I got nothing else like it. Now, everybody know I like to eat, so I'm going to take it this way. You ever be eating something, and you get to that last piece, or you make something, and you only got that one thing. Y'all know my favorite food is, right? Everybody, who know my favorite food? Susie. Nah. I didn't, what is that? I she know the way to my heart. Chicken one. <laughs> I can't tell. It is that is my favorite food. But majority of my favorite type of food is Chinese. But my favorite food are none. If I ain't got nothing else, chicken wine. Chicken wine. You put a chicken wine and wrap it up in a napkin and give it to me, and I'm happy. 
You put a piece of bread with that? I'm just stacked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my favorite thing. So you give me a piece of chicken wing. I only get one. Like me on a trip to the church somewhere, maybe I go sing somewhere. I got one. <laughs> and your children come up there. Now life's a good boy. Of course she used to be too. Of course she always lean over my shoulder. Mmm. I love chicken wings. I'm gonna get a lot of people say, can I have one? Can I have one? And look, you say it over and over. Have one? Can I have one? Like, no, 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 no. So you want, you want a free snack? No, I want that one. Or <laughs> yeah, my chicken wing. The only thing that, now, I don't, I'm not equating Jesus to chicken wing. Don't get that wrong. But in that moment, that's the only thing I have. And you take that only one thing that I have, that I love, that's my favorite, and you want me to give it to you, and I know you will probably drop it on the ground. I know he's not going to eat that whole chicken wing. I know he's going to take a bite off of it, get to the bristle, and I don't like it, and get right back to me. I know he's going to mess over it. I know he's not going to savor the skin. I know he's not going to I know he's not going to get to it. I know he's going he to eat off that flapper. I don't think he's going to get all into that thing like I normally would. But I'll give it to him because I love him and I know he's hungry and my child needs to eat. God said, I know you will not truthfully acknowledge just how precious he was because you can't understand it. You can't understand it. You can't understand how precious he is to me. You can't understand what he, what he gave up to come, what, what's going to happen, give up to come here. You can't even understand how bad your predicament was for him to come. You don't even understand it. He says, but I'm going to make this way. I'm going to take the only thing that was, the only thing I have like it, the thing that's so precious to me. You're talking about the God that spoke the universe into being. You're talking about the God that if you needed it, then he can create it. You're talking about a God that in his creativity they call him Elohim. You know what I'm saying? They have so many different names. Just because he's just that thing, he can do so many things. This is the one thing that he held dear to him. And he said, I know you need it. So I'm going to give it. Because I love you. Amen. Now when we talk about love, we're talking about giving. Giving of your time. Giving of your money. Giving up your giving up your effort. Everybody say effort. 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 That's something that I learned in a relationship uh, with my wife. It's not necessarily it is, but it's not necessarily the money itself. It's the effort that comes behind it. It's the effort that comes with buying the flowers. She doesn't like flowers because she feels like they go down. Um, it's not. It's not. That, uh, the, the, just buying the thing. It's the, the thoughtfulness. You're going outside of your way yeah, yeah. to do stuff. I used to get so upset when I was dating back in the day. And I'd be like, man, it just seemed like the only thing that makes you happy is when you inconvenience me. When I gotta go all the way around Robert Hood's barn and do everything like this, it's not the inconvenience, it's the effort. Because you didn't go to this one store that was right here to get that. You know I don't like this one particular story. But you went all the way to the store that I liked to get me what I liked. And you made sure that it was the color that I liked. And you made sure that it was just the flavor that I liked and you brought it to me. You didn't just bring it to me in your hand or in your bag from the store. You brought another bag. And you put it inside of that bag. And then you put some little tissue paper on top of it. The, the thing that's inside the bag might only cost 50 cents, but the effort that you put into it. It's the effort that you put into it. It shows your heart behind it. And this is what Paul is talking to. This is what Paul is saying to them. He is saying, I'm not, I'm not commanding you to do this thing here. But because you say that you love your neighbor. Because you say that you love one another. This thing right here should be a part of your life. Amen. Amen. He says here. Now, I'm going to go here with this thing here. It says now, uh, Matthew 22. Uh, 37, it's going to read. It says, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. Uh, I read it back, I'm sorry. This is the first and the great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. Now, what Paul is saying that you should do is not a commandment, but the act of loving your neighbor as yourself is a commandment. And it's like unto the greatest commandment, which is to love the Lord thy God with everything. Amen. How you want to say you love God, but you don't love your neighbor who is made the similitude of God? I paraphrase another scripture. He said, "You a liar. You hate your brother, but he made the look. He made the similitude of God." Now, just like love, hate is also an actual word, and it's proven in how you do things, right? How can you show? Now, let's be real. How do you show that you hate somebody? Huh? You don't do nothing for them. You'll see them in need and walk on by. Huh? Some folks say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spit on you if you was on fire. I mean, that was something that's, you know. You know you're a serious or something like that. Now, maybe it's just me. I don't think y'all would say that. That's just me. Y'all pray for me. That's, that was me back in the day. I was. Someone spit on you if, I was on, if you was on the fire. What are you doing? I let you sit there and boy. Because you're nasty. That was my excuse. Because you're nasty. You mean? You're hateful. I don't like the way you said something to me. So I'm going to let you go ahead. And that was a statement of truth of the matter. If God actually saw you on fire, I wouldn't let that happen. But then when it comes to, we'll see our neighbor going through some stuff. Or a mistake that they made. Cause a big hurt or cause, a, cause them to have to go through stuff and we'll sit back and say, good play. Huh? Maybe you'll learn. I bet you treat somebody nice now. I bet you open up your mouth and say hello to that tomorrow. Huh? I bet you, I bet you, I bet you will. I bet you will. Huh? Somebody don't give you a ride when you need a ride and all of a sudden they have an accident. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then we want to try to use the word to try to, to try to uh to, to try to uh, justify it. And so man, when you see that, uh-huh. God is not mine. Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. Did you just use the word to justify you hate on that person? Justify you agree with the calamity that happened in their life? Huh? That's that should that should that should make you afraid. Nobody should be a, should be happy. What's calamity happening in somebody else's life? If you say you love your neighbor, amen, it should bother you. It should make you uncomfortable. When they're going through, it should make you so uncomfortable that it motivates you to action. Amen. What was going on is that there's always going to be need. There's always going to be people who have, who have and some who have not. There's always going to be situations that arise. Things are going to happen. And you're sitting there, and, you, and we're coming together as a church family, as a church body. And at that time, they would just meet, and they would just come together, and they would like, love on each other, and praise the Lord, and read the scripture, and all these different things here. And you had people who were going through crazy situations. Remember, the church was still being persecuted. The church was still being persecuted. People were losing businesses. People were losing their livelihoods behind being called the one, those of the way. The little fish that we like to put on the back of our car and stuff like that. They, people going, people going away for that. People losing their livelihood. People being murdered behind this stuff. Stoned to death. You know what I'm saying? People who had money and stuff like that all of a sudden didn't have it. You know, because of this, because of this gospel. And then there was just some folks who was just allowing it to happen. Said, oh, oh, you know how it is, you know. Count it all joy. You know, oh, it's gonna be all right, baby. The Lord gonna make a way somehow. Tap him on his back, on his shoulder. He gonna make a way somehow. Yeah, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, and I'm walking off while you're going through. And I have the means to do something. Amen. And it wasn't being done. Amen. Now, now I'm gonna do it. Okay, you know I'm gonna be okay. The next thing is go to John thirteen. John 13, verse 34. Now this is coming off of the original, the scripture I just read, which is the, which is the greatest commandment. And it says here, a new commandment I give unto you, 
that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Hmm. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Y'all see that? How they gonna know? If you have love one to another. It's not just in word only. It's in deed. Amen. It's how you act. The very way that, the very way you can prove that you are saved is by living a safe lifestyle. Outside and inside, where everybody can see it, nobody can see it. It's the same way you can prove that you love me. By doing something. By when you see somebody going through, or you see somebody in a messed up situation, or you know that you can give some wisdom on a situation to help them get further ahead. You give that information out. You do what you, you do everything you can to make sure that your brother, your sister, can come up to that level. That's right. And that across the board, the people of God can be a unified force. Right. Amen. Right. How many of y'all know it's hard to minister when you're hungry? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's hard to do outreach when you ain't got a car. Yeah. Amen. It's hard, to, it's hard to play around with the kids when you ain't got health insurance and your back hurt. Amen. You don't want to put to, we have a spiritual call upon our lives. We have a spiritual strength. And but the thing is, that don't wipe away the physical things in our lives. Understand, before Jesus ever ministered to people, he would meet their physical need too. Think about this. Before he, happened, he, he reached out to the people that were on the Sermon on the Mount, remember he did the two fish and five loaves? He won't try to show up. He said, these folks hungry, and they're not going to hear me over the summer. He's not going to hear me over there. He said, give me, give me, give me what you got. I'm going to bless this. Give it out to them, and we're going to bless it. Then I'm going to give them the word. <laughs> I, I look at, um, like, if you ever go by one of the... Uh, Go out on the homeless shelters. They're standing in line. They'll stand in line to get the food. They'll stand in line to do anything else. And then at once they're eating, or while they're eating, a minister will start talking to them then. And I'm like, why do you mess with folks while they, you know, after they eat, they sleep and stuff like that? The truth is, you couldn't get a word into them before that. My dad told me, uh, and he, he told me this as a lesson to me early on in the ministry. He was like, he was in Hawaii. And they were doing outreach ministry. They were going all over the place, ministering to the homeless and the drug addicted and stuff like that. And um, he said, a guy came up to him and he said, man, can I um, have a few dollars? Like they said, I'm trying to give me something to eat. Can I have a few dollars? And my dad said, and he just said, look upon me. Silver and gold have I not, but such have I. You're going to the And he started trying to preach to the man. And the man said, now I'm trying to give you a sandwich, bro. And he walked into the store and begged somebody else that was in there. They got him a sandwich. And he sat down and would eat the sandwich. They had nothing else to say to my father. My dad said, remember, these are people you are ministering to. People are hungry. People are broken. People are dealing with some situations that you must first address through the power of God. And then you have to minister God. Amen. The miracles that he did was him ministering, the, showing them the power of God. And then he came and he taught them God. He showed them God. You can't tell me that, that Jesus is a provider if I ain't got nothing. You can't tell me he's a healer if I'm still broken in your presence. This is why these things follow those that, that, that declare the word. This is why you have to meet the need so that I know that your God is real. You tell me your God is real and I'm still messed up. You tell me your God is real and my children are dying. You tell me your God is real and your church is making the city block but the whole situation around it is broken. Prove me you love me. Prove to me you love me. This is what the world is so angry about. This is what the world is so angry about. And I get so I get so upset. I want I want to throw hands off the time because people always want to speak on the church. 
Oh, where was the church when this was going on? Where was the church when that was going on? Where was the church when this was going on? Church was in service. Having service. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Service. We was having services, but we weren't doing the service. Y'all, when we did the outreach, when we did the outreach ministry at the, at the, at the playground, we did the outreach ministry at the playground. I met people who I've lived beside for close to five, seven years. I, they live right around the corner from me. I've never met them before. Right? They were so hyped to get a hot dog and just to be around people who showed them love. Every day a little boy coming to my come to around my yard now. I never seen him up my block before. This little man remember me for one thing. You do the football with me. That's all that of him. He never spoke to anybody else before. His brother said that he don't speak to people. He don't talk to nobody else. But he remember you. You do the football around with me. It meant something to him. That meant something to him. He was a little thing. Football was bigger than his upper body. But I'm tossing that thing with him. Y'all know me. I ain't a, I'm, I'm a hitter. I ain't no toss. I ain't no quarterback. I ain't no runner. I'm a, I'm a wall. That's what I do. I'm a wall. You come through my line, I'm not down. That's what I do. But I'm trying to toss the ball with those boys. Come on, baby. You got it, man. Come on. It did something to him. We forget how much it means to somebody for us to actually do the work of the church. Make moves with it. 
Amen. Amen. He, he has done that. And that means that when those people prosper and they do things and they, and they, and they make it, they make these big things here and, and they make money and all this other stuff going on, they make open provision for the church, for the people of God, for people. He's not against you being rich. He's against you being stingy. He's against you being a hoarder. Y'all like, seen that show Hoarders, right? Yes. Anybody who hasn't seen it before? Hoarders, just to, if you look at the previews that make your body itch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they hoard up stuff. They keep stuff for years and get stuff that don't make sense. And you sit there looking at that and say, like, why you got 9,000 typewriters in your house? Why you got all these matchbooks in your house? Why you got all this stuff? You ain't cleaned up your house. You got roaches on top of stuff. You got a level of filth this thick on top of four million newspaper clippers that you got set up. And you see, you can't even sit on your couch. You gotta sit standing up. You got all these cats in your house, and one of them, you move the couch, all of a sudden the cat, and lay, the one cat lay up on the thing flat. Damn. That ain't messing me up. Oof. Ah. Ah. I don't like that, no way. Cat laid up. <laughs> and the look on his face it was like, man. <laughs> It was like it's stinking here. <laughs> and the only reason why oh, stop it. the only reason why they found the smush cat is because another cat was leading to it. The other cat was like, come on, come, come over here. Look at this. Man, look at this. Man, look at this. This is a mess. <laughs> and look at that episode. The cat was leading straight up. Man, look at this man. And the other cat was made up on that thing like this. Go! Go! What the same No, no, man. The same thing and the same foolishness, the same nastiness is what happened when you hold up all these cars and you only got one body to drive it. You hold up all these houses and you only got you that's living in one of them. You load up all these things that you got going on. And you can't try that stuff. You can't live in all them houses. You can't wear all them shoes. Now nah, look. That hurt my feelings. Oh. I like shoes. I'm not a Jordan fanatic. I'm a shoe. I like different color shoes. I like, you know, Jordan's uncomfortable to me. I got big feet. Oh, no watches. So I like, you know, I like different kind of shoes. You got uh, different color shoes, stuff like I love them. But truth of the matter is, can I wear all with 30 pair of shoes I got. Is it 30 yet? No. Like 15. This? My wife is threatened to throw my shoes away. And now her, I don't wear even half of them. I got a circular five that I wear. The other ones are in a bin. And she threatened to throw them away. And my heart got hurt. You're not throwing my shoes away. You know. Why? That's stingy. Loading up stuff. I took a bag of, and I, I'm going to say I had a bag of shoes set aside for the shoe drive. And I forgot to bring it every Sunday. It was in the back of my car, and I forgot to bring it every Car smelling like shoes. It smelled like people powder in there. It's something like that. It smelled like whatever. But the heat hit, so it smelled like powder and, and shoe in the car. And I forgot to bring them. And I sat there, and I, every Sunday I was convicted of my heart. I used to go ahead and bring them shoes and stop playing. Like if I forgot, I forgot. And then the day would pass, and I'm riding past Walmart, and I keep riding past it, and I never saw this box before. And this box sitting up there for shoes. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, I'm dying. Like, I was like, you know, when you drive through the parking lot at Walmart when you're not paying attention to the traffic stuff. Like, I won't pay attention. And I almost hit this box. It's like God took this box and set it right in front of the car. I almost hit this box. I never saw it before, but I almost hit it. I, 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 I'm going to take the shoes out. And like, there's got to be some size 18, size 16. Oh, foot dudes out there who need these shoes, Lord. Yeah. I'm just talking to myself. Here you go. 
Put it out there. And it's just crazy because it took all of that just for me to release something that I wasn't even using. Huh? I wasn't even using them. I, at the time when I took them in there, I had, a, I had a brand new pair of shoes on at the time when I took the shoes to the, to the place. I'm throwing them up in there, and I'm halfway throwing them up in there, halfway busting, and God said, look down. You stingy so-and-so. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to, you know. And it's that. <laughs> that's all that. But it's that same thing when God has blessed you with much and you spend much, you get to a point where you don't have nothing else to do with it. You got this overlap. I ain't talking about it's not needed. You got overlap. And you get so much overlap to the point where you start doing something that don't make no sense. You don't know what, it, what, what you gonna do with it. So you're gonna buy 14 of the same shirts. You're going to buy all these different outfits and stuff like that. I'm not talking about your needs not being met. I'm not talking about money that's what I'm talking about overlap. Everybody say overlap. Overlap. There's extra money. Let me just go ahead and do this right here. Just for the fresh. Let me go ahead and, and, and put this put this up on my car. Just for the fresh and fresh. Make sure make people look at me that I'm, I'm old. So let me say just for the fresh. That means, you know, make it look good or something like that. I got on my dad because my dad likes to have white balls on his car. My dad has an F one fifty. He's he's an he's older gentleman. He likes white he likes white balls. White balls cost a lot of money nowadays. Back in the day, that's how they made it. But nowadays, they cost a lot of money. Now tires for an F one fifty cost a lot of money anyway. And he put he had to have something specially made to put on his car. And I was getting on him. I was I was getting on him about it. <laughs> He was like, you got, you, got, you got all this stuff right here, and you, you busting at me, but you got this there go a tire that cost $100. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, wow, that's, that's kind of jacket, ain't it? You know, he said, uh, kind of watch you got on your wrist, boy. Is this a watch? No, it ain't. <laughs> what else your watch do, bro? <laughs> like that. And I'm just saying, jacket, I'm not saying you can't have nothing. I'm not saying you can't look at a, a, a watch and say, you know, I like that. I'm going to get that. But the thing that Paul was saying here for this situation also is this. You should also, not only the way, the, the way you budget your life for food, for clothing, you budget your life for, for, to make sure you pay your rent, you should also set aside a part of your budget to be a blessing. Not talking about a gift, uh, 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 oh, I think you like this. Meeting somebody's need. Meeting somebody's need. This is what he's talking about when he says that you should be. Uh, uh, let me see what he said. He says, um, anyway. He pretty much tells you that you should have your mind set for it. I'm paraphrasing. Have your mind set for it and also make, the, make sure that you set aside the thing. So thank you. To be supplied for set it aside to be a blessing. Set, but set it aside so when you see a need that you can be a need. Uh-huh. That's talking about this. Uh-huh. Take the money out of the bank account. Uh-huh. Have it ready in that envelope in your wallet or your purse or something like that. I understand the times are crazy. I understand you're trying to say that you don't want to, you don't want to carry that, but people can steal your credit card number the same way they can steal $50 out of your wallet. Uh-huh. That's not an excuse. Take the money out and put it in a readily available space. Ladies, y'all got to do it. I'm starting to see my mama. My mama has, has seen somebody go through some situation and she'll pull it out, for, you know. <laughs> it'd be hot. <laughs> it'd be warm. Okay. I'm going to tell you, that, that hot warm money, the Bobby grocery quiet you time. Hey, you got food? Yeah, we got food, mom. Y'all ain't got nothing here on. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing. It's, a, it's, a, it's set up to be a blessing. Because why do you think God allowed you to be blessed like that? Uh-huh. Huh? You can't take none of this with you. I can't take my shoes with me. I can't take the traverse with me. 
even though I pay for life insurance, that's for that's for, for, for honey and, 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 and the kids. That's it. That ain't got nothing to do with me. When I live here, I ain't gonna be able to say, all right, God, I pay my life insurance. You gonna let me in? No, that's not that's, that that don't work. That's not how it happens. That's not how it happens to make sure they straight. When I leave from out of here. Everything that I had here, I have to make sure that my family's taken care of, and then I have to make sure that my that my spiritual church family, the family that is people who are humans, are taken care of also. My neighbors are blessed. My neighbors are so that's how you show that you are loved. That's how you show that you love somebody. He said, You will know that you're mine by the love. By the, by the love. That means I can't just keep saying, I love you, Mike. I love you, Mike. Truly, keep on telling me you love me. It makes me uncomfortable. Tell about that. I love you, Mike. All right. I love you, Mike. I ain't going with that. I love you, bro. Hey man, like you really making me uncomfortable. Like, like, I'm gonna have to put pause in that one. Like, I love you, man. Pause, pause, bro. You know, it makes you uncomfortable. People just keep saying it. For me, also, I have a um, awareness because of the folks that I used to deal with when I was younger. If anybody continues to tell me how they feel about me or tell me that they love me over and over again, and I don't see no action, you know what I'm saying? I have a real tendency, and God had to move on me with this. I have a real tendency to kind of cut you, put a wall up. I didn't say cut you off, but put a wall up when you come around. You know what I'm saying? You say you love me over and over and over and over and over again, but yet still, when it's time to show it, I don't get that. I just get, a, I get another I love you, man. Lip service. Lip service don't do nothing. Lip service don't do nothing. When you, if I see I've had friends who said, man, if we walk together, we're going to ride together. If, if we ride together, then we'll walk together. I had friends who, who like to ride with everywhere. I didn't have a car when I first came, when I first uh, uh, came into high school and stuff like that. I didn't have a car. And I had friends who did have cars. Their parents were kind of, not, kind of well-to-do or had cars on the side for them. And they would ride me everywhere. Never asked me for gas money. Never did anything. When we were struggling, because beforehand, when we were going to bust 58, Bus 58, we all rolled together. We all walked around each other together. And when they got their cars, come on, oh, come on, get in the car. Come on, we're gonna roll together. We're gonna ride up, we're gonna ride through here together. That's how it was. Now, they proved to me how they felt about me. Aside from the friend who always said, yo, I love you, I love you, I love you, when I was going through, had nothing to say, had nothing to help. Amen. Amen. And what Paul was talking about was steadily, readily being available and removing all excuses from being a blessing to your neighbor. Amen. And giving yourself the mind, changing your mindset when it came to being a blessing to somebody. Amen. Amen. If you be a blessing, I would say, if you're going to be a blessing, go ahead and be a blessing and then shut up. Amen. If you're going to give it, give it much. Amen. You should be sitting in the back talking about, you see that? Because I had to go, you know, uh, I had to go get what's it called, the five dollars yesterday. You know, God was blessed for it, but you know, I, I had to uh, reach back and give them five dollars to put it through it. Nobody else should know what you did. Amen. Amen. I know we didn't fall off right now, but I want y'all to hear me. There's a, there's a thing where we want to actually be praised for doing what God told us to do. Everybody say it's your reasonable service. It's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, you're supposed to take care of family. Right? You're supposed to show love to family. You're supposed to help. If somebody's in need, you're supposed to help meet the need. Amen. 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 Do we not serve a God who also supplies our every need? Yes. Amen. Amen. Do we not serve a God who, if you give to the point to where it hurts, that God won't, ha won't have your back in the midst of that? Amen. Huh? Amen. 
Do we got a little, got a little poultry on that? Okay. You talking about giving to the hurts? What you mean give to the hurts? I mean, I get us five dollars. I get us twenty dollars. But you talking about giving thirty? You talking about me paying a bill? Ah, uh, paying a bill, bro? A bill? I got my own bills paid. I mean, they already paid everything. But come on. I want to go get something to eat. Got five. They got. <laughs> we get to that point right there where I'm gonna take it to. If God called us, amen? amen, if God called us to do a certain thing, yes. do you not know that God will also supply your every need? God wants to, he wants you to let the light so shine in you. He wants you to show your love in such a manner that men will see your good works and glorify him. Now when God is glorified in your life, don't you think that God will glorify you also? When you honor God, God honors you. Right. Amen. 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 I don't hurt people's sins, including my own. <laughs> Amen. But it's just the truth. It's just the truth. There's no, there's no reason why we should, why we should have people that are in want and need and hurt, broken, and especially in the church body. Especially in the church body that are going through and we know about it and we have the means to bless them or have the means to eradicate the need. Amen. Amen. There's no reason why they should be sitting there going through like that. Amen. He's called us to be a blessing one to another. He's called us to meet each other, to bear each other's burden. Yes, every man must take care of his own burden. But we're also called to bear each other's burden. Amen. Amen. If I see your knees shaking, I see you going down, it's my job as your brother, as a minister of the gospel, to throw my shoulder up under there and help you carry that thing along. Amen. Amen. It's my job. And it's also my job not to have to tell everybody about it. It's also my job not to feel not to feel some kind of way if you get off, get on your feet, get to running, and you go on and run on and handle your business uh, after that. I shouldn't hold it over your head. Amen. I shouldn't come up on you talking about something. Remember that time I helped you out. Remember that. I shouldn't. No, you my brother. You my sister. I got your back. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. You my brother. Or or sister. Also, <laughs> I got your back. Give God a prayer. Thank you so much for listening to that. I know our live segments are really long and wordy, but man, I know that there was a word in there. I pray that it actually blessed you. Yo, come back to us next week. Holla at us. Give us your time. Yo, I know God got something for you. It's blessing me just to be out here talking, man. But I'll holla at you later on, man. Next time we'll be talking to you. Have a good one. Holla at me. Hey, amazing. What's good?